Kids these days. I'm Tara Reynolds here with my good friend Rachel Poiski. Hello, what's up, Rachel? Not how, much. How are you doing? How's your weekend? My weekend. My weekend was good. It was eventful. Yeah. One of my dogs had a seizure. Oh no! I know that was oh, really. <laughs> that's so sad. No. Uh, oh. So multiple vet visits and thousands well hundreds of dollars later <laughs> it feels like thousands i'm sure <laughs> it it's does. like especially when it's like this is my dog you know sometimes you're like why did i not get pet insurance yeah uh. i still see I, I we have two dogs as well as you know yes your favorite your favorite your scary scary one <laughs> rachel's scared of one of my dogs <laughs> Every time How much I put does he it, weigh? Four pounds. Four pounds. A whopping four I have pounds. never been so scared of a dog in my life. <laughs> Every time I put a picture of him up on Instagram, Rachel comments. Like She won't comment on any of my other pictures <laughs> at all, but she will comment on the picture of my dog that scares her and say, Bruce still he, scares me. He tries to bite me. <laughs> You've seen him one time. The, he's so grumpy. He, you know what? He is grumpy. I will give he's, that to you. He's he a grumpy a, old man. He is. How old is he? 15. <laughs> 15. Is that like... Four million in dog years. Pretty much. It's I've did the so apparently just for this is has nothing to do with kids these days. It's dogs these days though. Dogs um, these dogs days. Dogs these days. A little spinoff. Uh, apparently, according like it's you know how they've always said it's like you multiply the dog's age by seven yeah. because that's dog years. Right. That's not exactly the math. Ah. Yeah. The smaller the dog, the longer their life expectancy. Uh, okay. So so there's but there are websites that you can put in their age and it renders dog calculator like it's a dog life calculator. <laughs> oh my gosh! So what you're saying is Bruce is going to continue to scare me for probably several forever. Years. He's gonna haunt your dreams. <laughs> the ghost of Bruce. Yeah, but he's a he he's about seventy four five in human years. Wow! So he's old. He's getting up there. He he's grumpy. I I can he's see grumpy, that. He's grumpy, but he's so soft and when he wants to be sweet, he is. But he, the good news is he doesn't have any teeth to really bite you with. So he's just got like three in there that three are just left. hanging in there. Poor Bruce. So. Okay, I'm feeling a little But I'm sorry on. about your dog having a seizure. Yeah. Is he doing okay now? Yeah, he's doing okay now. So we'll see. Okay. Multiple more vets, vet visits. I'll keep you up. Keep update. me posted, yeah. yeah. We, we all, all want to know. Yeah. The chronicles of your dogs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, what's our word for the week? So before we hop into the word of the week – portion of the podcast. I just kind of want to tell parents to have some discretion with this podcast episode. So parental discretion. Parental discretion (laughs) advised. Thank you, Rachel, for that. Uh, But in seriousness, we are talking about something a little heavier today. Uh, We're talking about drugs and just the um, ins and outs of understanding what kids are using these days and what's what to really look out for and kinds of those things and that can get really heavy. And so just use your discretion if you've got kids in the car. and Put the earphones on. Yeah. Or don't. Or don't. You're, not when you're driving. Not when you're driving. Yeah. But if you're like in the kitchen maybe yes. doing your thing. Or, I think that's so unsafe when people drive yeah, with earphones in. Why do they do that? I don't know. Do I police officers pull them over? That when? is a good question. We should ask. I don't know. I, I don't like it. I, I don't, don't feel comfortable with I it. I do not feel very comfortable at all. Not not my faith. Anyways. All right. So, so word for the week. Word for the week is. So today our word for the week is dro. 
Dro. D-R-O. And it is a drug slang name. Okay. Which drug do you think it's slang for? Dro. I did not know this, by the way. This was new for me. Dramamine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dramamine is legal. <laughs> I think you can get it at CVS. <laughs> and it helps with, uh, well, actually, I don't know if you can. Can you get it at CVS? I have no idea. Dramamine's the, like, uh By the way, this sickness. is not a product placement for CVS. No, it's not. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, CVS. Um, Walgreens. I'll throw Walgreens. Walmart. There you Target. go. Target. <laughs> they're all in there. So it's fine. Uh, it's, I think Dramamine, you can, I don't know. Anyways, but no, it's not for Dramamine. Okay, I was just trying something. <laughs> I think it's a motion, that's a motion sickness yeah, right. drug. <laughs> so you can get it for, okay, sorry. I give kids that on buses. Clearly on I need this trips. podcast. Okay, <laughs> well, okay. so what is I'll it? I'll give you another, well, go, I'll give you one more guess. Um, true. Cocaine? No, not cocaine. It's, that's a solid guess, yeah, but okay. uh, Dro is actually slang for weed. Mm. Pot. I've never heard that one. Yeah. No, neither did I. Did not know Dro. But um, just so you know, that's apparently a newer slang, but it's pretty common. So that's like kids aren't saying Mary Jane anymore (laughs) or grass or reefer. (laughs) It's mostly just weed, pot, Dro. Which I think is an important point. Yes. For parents to realize that the slang – you may have heard in your day mm-hmm. for uh, drugs, it's always changing. Yes. It's always changing. Yeah, it's and almost... you might get up to speed. Mm-hmm. No pun intended for the <laughs> drug speed. <laughs> That's bad. But, but pretty good. That's, that's but, um, which is not used anymore, right? Speed's yeah, not really speed's used. not really used anymore. As a name. We'll get See? into in a second. There you Getting go. Yeah. So you kind of got to keep up with it because yeah. it changes a lot. For sure. Yeah. And it's it's kind of... You know, we'll we'll just go ahead and kind of ease into what we're talking about today, which, of course, is drugs, but kind of coming out of the word for the week and into all the other drugs. So tell me, what are, let's say, the top five to ten drugs that are out there? Five to ten. I'm not sure I have ten exactly, but I've got got a good number. Yeah, the main ones. They vary as well, I will say, from like, even from school to school. Like, and even if you're in the same school district— like, and let's just, for where we are, Spring Branch ISD, KISD, like, they're going to vary depending yeah. on what's available. And um, socioeconomic status has a lot to do with it, too, just because some drugs are more expensive than others and things right. like that. But the top ones for high school students, um, I, I'm not, it's really not super prevalent in, at least in our school district, for middle schoolers to really be using drugs. But it's definitely not, like, unheard of. Right. It's been, it's, it's, I've heard stories of kids that are into drugs by eighth grade. Yeah. So it's definitely something that it's pertinent to you if you have a, even if you have an older elementary student, it's wise to start kind of getting educated. I would say the top ones for sure are, of course, weed. It's just easy, easy to get access to it. It comes in lots of different forms now. You can, yeah. there's edibles, you can eat it, ingest it, you can smoke it, vape it, just all kinds of, and Crazy. I think kids probably have this perception it's not as bad as yes. other things. Uh, no, ab- that's absolutely true. You're you are correct in your assumption. It's a very quote unquote if you if you could see me, I'm doing the air quotes, harmless drug and it's I mean, it's not. I th- no drug is harmless in my opinion, but it's definitely one that kids think is there's not a ton of like consequence for yeah. it. There's not going to be a lot of risk involved in it. So that's something to watch for, for sure. Yeah. Because it does affect behavior and yeah. things like that. It's not Comes with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Not great. Another one is Adderall. Kids 
will get prescriptions for it and then sell it to their friends. And it's very, it's very big at like high performance high schools. Like Mm -hmm. if, if it's like a lot of kids will take it when they need to study or get like stay up really late and do a project. And that's just not good for your body to be putting anything in your body that you're not prescribed. And so, um, but that's a big one. Well, and I think also sometimes kids don't understand the legal ramifications of that. Like, that medicine is a controlled substance, so mm-hmm. you you can't just be passing it out to people, right. <laughs> even if they're not selling it. You know, mm-hmm. you can't be giving it to your friends and right. that kind of thing. And we'll talk about this if a little you bit. Take it, yeah. You know? And we'll talk about this a little more in a second. But like, you just also never know how your body is going to respond to things that it's not like that. A doctor has not said you can take this. You know, you're yeah. just never going to know if that's right. Good. So even if it's like, oh well, my friend takes Adderall for this. So he just gave me some. It's like, okay, well, that's still illegal and you shouldn't do that. So those are kind of some of the, I guess, maybe not so like life-threatening type of drugs, but they're still – Right, but they're more common. Um, You get into some scarier, a little bit more crazy stuff with Xanax Mm -hmm. is big. Um, And that has been – I mean, I think it was bigger even when I was in high school, but it's still a big deal. Kids take Xanax, and they have lots of slang for Xanax. Uh, Bars is the most common that I've heard. Uh, Whites is what it's called as well, and school buses. School buses. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, they make up slang for this stuff, and I'm like, so you got to keep up. But um, And Xanax is scary because if you mix it with alcohol, it can really do some scary things, like – blackout for days. So that's one to really pay attention to. Yeah. Then you get into your hallucinogens like LSD, acid, which isn't I would not say is like a, as huge necessarily mm-hmm. in high school, but college it is. Yeah. And so that's something to really have some conversation and that's that's scary. I mean, that can really do some bad things, some damage. And that's like also shrooms. Like those, it's the same kind of, it's a hallucinogen. A hallucinogen. Yeah. So it's the same and, kind of thing. And we just talked with a police officer who said that that is ri- a rising. And those are, those are the kind of drugs that can do stuff like make you feel invincible. Mm. And so kids end up doing really, really scary and risky things that can cause bodily harm or you know, in the extreme cases, death even, you know, if you're right. um, king of the world kind of concept and you're a pie, that's not good mixture. So nope. another one that is big in high school even, but m- more so in college, because pretty much a lot of these drugs, the more the party scene is happening mm-hmm. is the more prevalent these drugs are. And that's, right. I think with like hallucinogens, that's one, but with um, with speed, which mm-hmm. They don't call or ecstasy. It, they don't call it speed anymore. That's what it was called, really, when I was kind of growing up. It's Molly, which I've heard as well, but that's yeah very very popular with high school kids, older high school kids, and college kids. People have it at parties. It, yeah. it dances. I mean, I've heard of it being at homecoming dances and proms, mm-hmm. yeah. cotillions. So that's very important to watch for. Right. Um, what's scary about those is, and I think the officer we were talking to talked about this too, is you can essentially lace these compounds with other things and um, they can get really, they can mess you up differently. Like a lot of people take Molly thinking, oh, 
it's going to make me the life of the party. But what can happen is you can have a really bad reaction to that and yeah. it can do some. You know, that's what I always harm. tell my kids. I say, even if you think you're taking something, you really have no idea what's in it. It's yeah. not like it's been FDA regulated. There can be a lot of just junk in there on top of the drug, which is junk. Right. But that's something I think parents, you know, got we've got to educate our kids mm-hmm. about is you really don't even know what you're taking if you're buying an illegal substance. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, not to, you know, send off any huge alarms, but I think it is important to kind of really take this seriously. But I got this information from students growing up in this area. You know, I, I yeah. asked a couple, which is like, what are the drugs that people are doing in your in your grade in your schools and these are what was this is what was told to me so it's not like I got on the computer and did research about the general population this is around where we are it's happening and you know talking about you don't know what's in stuff something just so so tragic and terrible but I know a lot of our students a lot of our high school students they love music festivals and our college kids um Houston has one now called Free Press Summerfest um it's kind of like ACL it's a little smaller though um but they have it every summer right after school gets out and a lot of our students go but I saw an article and I actually heard from a student who I knew was there didn't know this girl but like it 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 happened the day that she was at the at the park. This girl who had just graduated from a high school in the woodlands, she was a cheerleader. She took some Molly she thought was just normal speed, ecstasy, whatever. And um, it was laced with something and she, it stopped her heart and she died. And yeah. her mom had just had a conversation with her about drugs and just kind of reassured her mom, like, mom, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. And so Kit, it's, she wasn't trying to hurt herself, but kids take these things thinking it's not going to do more than just make them really excited and give them like this rush and you you just don't know the consequences are just too great um in some situations so just to share you know it's a sad story it's it's awful but it's so important that kids understand the weight of their decisions when it comes to drugs and and alcohol and stuff like that and so those are the big ones I mean of course you've got cocaine which I have not seen or heard of a lot in college, in high school, but in college it's more prevalent. Yeah. So it's de- and that, and cocaine is very dangerous. So yeah. just be. And talking. I think you know um, when we were talking to the police officer that he said one of the biggest abuses is alcohol, mm. and so that's something uh, you know. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but sure. um, that is the. A drug that they're using. Yeah. Well, partying. I mean, yeah. it's just. Yeah. It's it's like a it's just it's like a snowball effect. Yeah. I mean, that's it's just so important to know where your kids are. Well, and, it's be, and because it, if they're drinking, then they're more susceptible to exact, start taking other deci- drugs. Yes, to making poor decisions. Your inhibitions are down. Right. It's, yeah. yeah. So exactly. that's something we'll talk about too. Yes. So those are kind of the big ones that I you know yeah. heard. So. Well, I wanted you know. A, just to kind of talk about a little bit how, you know, because for me, I think the question as a parent comes up, well, how do I know, like, mm-hmm. is my child, especially like if, even if they're in elementary school, how do I know whether or not they're going to be getting into drugs or not and right. that kind of thing? How do I, uh, yeah. yeah. So I think just some things, there are kids that are at greater risk for um, alcohol and drug abuse. This doesn't mean every one of them that has some of these uh, traits are going to 
abuse. Get into drugs, but yeah. maybe something to watch for. And it doesn't mean that other kids aren't, but be aware. But an increased risk for drugs, uh, research tells us over and over, is kids who are impulsive, mm-hmm. kids who are easily bored. If you have a kid that's sensation seeking, mm. if you have kids that struggle with depression, with anxiety, with ADD, with ADHD, these are all kids that you know they're looking to self-medicate. Mm. They're um, if they have just some of these things going on, they are at higher risk for drug abuse. Mm. Also, if a kid comes from a family of high or there's high level conflict, yeah. Or uh, the parents are involved. That's so, what I've seen most. Yeah, when the parents are disengaged, um, that is a huge. So th- there are some factors in there, you know, uh, you can affect as a parent, and there's some that you maybe can't. But you have to know if, if your kid struggles with anxiety or depression, mm-hmm. you've got to be a little more on alert. Yeah, awareness during, is key during their teenage years. For sure. Um, that doesn't mean that you don't. Uh, uh, you know, be on alert for your other kids, but um, <laughs> right. all of them. And then I think it's important to say, okay, so I've got a kid in middle school or high school. How do I know if they're involved in drugs? And I think you need to look at some things like um, their emotional reactivity. Has that changed? Have they gotten, do they get angered easy? Mm-hmm. Do they get more moody? Now, all teenagers can get moody, but but is there a significant change? Yeah. Is there a drop in grades? Have they? Have you noticed like some something's happening? If there's a significant drop, are there? This is kind of an interesting one you might not think about, but do they have changes in their wake and sleep cycle? Mm-hmm. You know, do you see them like up all night? And maybe that's like, for example, taking Adderall to study yeah. for a test or something. Do you see a clear change in their sleep patterns? Changes in their mood? Is there a decreased desire to be part of family interactions? Mm-hmm. Are they pulling away from the family? Yeah. And then are there bigger issues like theft, um, skipping school, breaking curfew? You know, all these things in bite-sized doses might be a normal part of adolescence, but you kind of need to watch and see big changes in patterns yeah. and um, how things move through. And indicators um, are super. Yeah, but the thing to know is I think sometimes we as parents have this stress like, all of a sudden our kid's going to wake up 13 and be a totally different person and <laughs> go out and use drugs, you know. And I just want to say to parents, too, like, your kids don't fundamentally change. Right. And you have to be aware of changes to who they've always been. Right. I think that is really what you're looking at. No, I agree with that for sure. Um, I've seen that even – I've seen that with kids I know. Like, if if they've gotten into drugs or struggled with that at all, and I'm not a parent, and I've been able to see – this is not this something has changed here in their behavior. So this yeah. is I for sure agree with that. Yeah. You know, and I think the other thing is where's the line? Where do you say, well, if my kid comes home and says, I smoked weed at a party, I just, you know, I'm telling you, but I don't normally do that. You know, do you say, Oh, okay, you're just experimenting or or do you acknowledge it? And I think you still have to acknowledge the seriousness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you don't want to escalate things but you still need to communicate even if that's what they're saying to you that may be true they may be doing more you don't know but you still have to communicate it is um still a serious issue yeah and it's concerning definitely you have to say that consistently with them yeah I would I would want to add to that maybe just with you know I don't have kids my own I um but I have 
I've worked with a lot of teenagers for years and I know you have too, Rachel. And so, you know, and you were also coming from the aspect that you're a mom, you have Mm -hmm. kids. So help me out here if I'm kind of off base, but I, I think coming from a perspective of, I grew up, I was a teenager and not too, too long ago. I just, there were times where, and I was a, I never, you know, I never really got into huge trouble. I was a, I was, I'm a rule follower. I've always been like kind of authority, like scares me. (laughs) So, but, um, but I will say there were times even maybe on a smaller scale where I was really frustrated at the level of my parents, um, like involvement or, or their, their structure or their rules or their boundaries that they would set. Um, but I feel like they did a really good job of communicating clearly the boundaries and sticking to them. And I am so grateful that they were more involved in my life than, than not, if that makes sense. Um, parents, you are, you are your kids' parents, you know, there's, you can read parenting books and I know that I've read through some of them and there's times where you're, you're for sure your parent, you're for sure the parent, but then as they get older, you start to kind of, you know, de-parent mm-hmm. and give them a little more freedom. And I think that that's very important for developmental reasons for a kid. But there are some things that you just have to put, you have to lay down the law, I think, with some. And d- your kids might be different, kind of like what you're talking about with how your kid, you might need to have boundaries with one child that you didn't have with another one. Right. And that's important. And I think one of the, you know, practical ways is m- money. I mean, with drugs, kids have to buy drugs. I mean, you yeah. have they have the money has to come from somewhere. Monitor your kids' finances. Yes. Make sure you know where their money's going. You're not just handing them a $100 bill for the week and saying, "Here's food, here's money for food." Yeah. You know, I, it might take a little extra work, but know where your kids' money's going because that's how kids are buying drugs. Right. With, and and that's scary for a lot of parents, but most of the drugs that kids buy, it's coming from your their parents' pockets. And so that's just one thing that I can think of. And know where your kids are, especially as they get older and they have, they're able to drive. Drugs are at parties most often. Yeah. And not that you should not let your kid ever go to party parties, but at the same time, that's where kids can get hit with also like law, like when the when the police show up and your kid is there and there's illegal substances it doesn't matter if they were partaking yeah. that's something they can get in trouble for and that goes on their record and so just outweigh like weigh the cost right. and talk th- with the, your kids about that yeah I think. I think it's like you go with your gut you know yes, for trust sure. your gut and even if every other parent in the neighborhood is letting a kid go to a party and your gut is saying mm, no I don't think this is good. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to go against the grain yeah. and say, nope, we're not going to do this party. You know, I think that you've got, like you said, you've got to be the parent. And part of it is you have to remember, and this is what <laughs> I tell my kids, but they their frontal lobe is still developing. Yeah. And so what's interesting about it is it's developed enough that they have abstract thought to develop to see hypocrisy like in you yeah. or in someone else <laughs> but not in them. Okay? <laughs> right. So they their insight and self-awareness is not great. They can tell you something logically but experience it on an emotional level it, it seems less real to them. You know, for example, they can say, oh, I'm not going to go do drugs at a party, you know, and logically that makes sense to them and they're on board and they mm-hmm. tell you that. And But then when they get in the moment, it's a lot harder for them to, to, to emotionally, risk. they're in that emotional moment Absolutely. to make that logical decision, decision. Yeah, and to see the implications of that decision. We've talked about that before. They, 
Teenagers have trouble understanding the consequences of their action long term. Mm -hmm. They're in the moment, you know. Simulations don't always work very well. Right. And so you have to be the parent and have to set the boundaries for them. And, you know, I'm probably hitting a nerve here with some people, but I know that there's some parents that let their kids drink in their house when they're teenagers. And they say, well, as long as they just drink here, it's okay. And I really don't feel okay with that because I I think that what they're going to interpret is, oh, well, it's okay here. For me to drink It's anywhere. okay anywhere. That is absolutely true. You know, so if my parents are letting me drink at home, it's they're not going to get super mad if I drink it at a party. Yep. And again, the frontal lobe is not totally developed. So for them, they can't see all the consequences. They're not ready. Their body's not ready to no. deal with alcohol. Right. Or it's like, oh, well, my parents aren't here, but I'm home. And they let me drink here when when I'm home with them. So even though they're not here, I'm still home. Like the, yeah. it applies the other way too. And that's, you know, when, when you're out of town and friends are over, I mean, that can, it's the same kind of concept. It's, yeah. You know, something that we said as a family is we will not have a, a cabinet of alcohol at our house. You have to limit access as well. Yes. You know, I hear, I've heard from kids all the time, like getting into the parents' liquor cabinet and that kind of thing. And so I think that is something you just have to analyze. What what am I? What opportunities am I m- making for my kids to have access to alcohol, to drugs, through giving them money and that mm-hmm. kind of thing? Yeah. We we just have to be really invested in it and be on top of it. I've always <laughs> I've always said that I think you almost have to be uh, more invested when kids are teenagers than when they're toddlers. And I don't mean helicopter parenting, but I right. mean invested. And I agree. It's a different type of investment from toddlers, but I think we kind of get to teenage years. We're like, whoo, we've gotten pretty Did that far. One. Got it off the yeah. list. <laughs> but that's really almost when you have, have to turn to, it up. Absolutely. Because you're trying to get them ready to leave. Yeah. And, it's and more ready to be at that college party, right? <laughs> right. Ready to be at that college party and make the right decision. Absolutely. And I would just say, too, you know, pray for discernment. Yeah. That's really important. Like, to be aware of what's happening with your kids and so that you can try to catch things early. Yeah. There's a great resource that our police, our officer, police officer friend gave us. In. Uh, <laughs> it's called, it's DEA.gov, and it lists all the drugs of abuse there, so you can go and educate yourself and what see. forms they come in, Yeah, to. pictures, so yeah. you'll know if your kid's eating a Tic Tac or... <laughs> <laughs> or or Molly. <laughs> Molly. Molly. Popping Molly's. Is this a tic tac? That's, right. that's not funny. But. That's not funny. Uh, so, you know, use that resource. Get educated. Yes. Don't DEA.gov. Put, Don't put your head in the sand. That's yeah. a big part of this whole thing is – and be present. Yes. Be present. And I love what you said about discerning and praying for discernment. This is kind of – I guess we'll – just a funny kind of story of my life to little to end with, but it's also I'm so grateful my parents did this. But even before I was born, uh, and when my brother before he was born, we were little. My parents would pray <laughs> that our sin would find us out. They <laughs> always were like they would, and it's yeah. not people. I tell people that sometimes they gave me this weird look, like that's kind of weird, like that's <laughs> terrible. And I'm like, no, you know, now that I'm an adult, I can look back and I think of specific things where I was trying to hide like a bad grade or something I did that I didn't want them. And they always caught me every time. But I'm so glad they did because I think it saved me from a lot of like heartache and bad decisions I could have made if they would have kept snowballing. So yeah. prayer is powerful and I think yeah. discernment and 
And, and that's part of just, you know, the gut thing, too. Yeah. Asking God to give you some gut things yep. so you know For what sure. decisions you need to make. So, well, this is good. good. I think it's a conversation we have to keep having. Definitely. So. Don't remove yourself from the equation. Like, don't think my kid won't do drugs or my right. kid won't. It's, that's, I think, the biggest thing is just knowing that it's out there and any kid is susceptible to falling into the wrong place, the wrong time, the wrong drugs in their hands. So. Right. Yep. All okay. right. Well, I think we're done. Yeah, we done. Kids these days. Kids we these will, days. <laughs> we will see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>